This episode is brought to you by the Haddonfield Public Service Announcement Council. You may remember certain indiscretions from Haddonfield's past involving Michael Myers, the infamous masked killer. We all have reason to fear Michael. He kills at random and with the hate of a thousand devils. For this reason, we suggest that you leave. That's right. Just leave. Michael is like a localized weather event. He strikes relentlessly, but predictably, within the same vicinity of Haddonfield. So just leave. Don't be like that trailer park that gets leveled every year in Tornado Alley, where the residents vow to carry on and rebuild. Michael will find you in Haddonfield and kill you eventually. So leave. Just leave. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Up here, Michael. Up here. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bruce Henson, who holds a PhD in spookology, and me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare meow meows. Uh, usually we we uh, we give new theatrical releases a priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Today we will be reviewing the most anticipated movie of the entire millennia, Halloween Kills. Mm. That's right, it's finally upon us, and it's going to prey on us and and bash our skulls in relentlessly, or or. Pr- Break a halogen bulb and cram it into our neck and then feed us delicious Michael... Uh, Myers. Myers. Uh, <laughs> through, the, uh, through the glassy shards. A cool thing you may not know about this podcast is that we have the very, very best community of any podcast out there. Um, you can check that out by going to our Facebook group. And uh, and there's just a whole heap and helping of really kind, cool people over there. You can also check out our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. From there, you'll find links to all of our social media, all our YouTube, our Reddit, all of that baloney. Um, you guys should also know that we have second Saturday watch parties every second Saturday of the month, if that wasn't super duper obvious. We also have a Twitch channel. So, you know, we do uh, Dead by Daylight gaming with all the horror movie characters over there. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, and so if you subscribe to us, you can hear us every week. And if you'd like to get a hold of the show, call us at 682-253-4468. We have a great show for you guys today. We're going to start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being bad, 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 5 being average, 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 and 10 being good, good, good. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we like and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we're all crammed up with all sorts of good baloney. We got taglines. We got, uh, we're going to check the voicemail lines in a little bit we like to call whores. 
and we're going to be reading nice reviews for a change instead of bitching about bad ones because mm. we just have you people mm-hmm. have been so kind to us and really and just left us a bunch of nice reviews and I want to make sure those get heard just as much as the stupid idiot ones. <laughs> So as I said, we went and saw Halloween Kills, and I was shocked by the insanity of the violence at the start and end of the movie, and bored to literal tears by the squishy, awkward middle. So without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. Hey, what are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween. We've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? Where? And he keeps, like, trying to play hide-and-seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Run! Go home now! I locked the door! Come on! Michael, my grandmother set the fire. No one told you. You told me what? Michael Myers is alive. A man couldn't have survived that fire. Forty years ago, the boogeyman came for us. We are the survivors of Michael Myers. Glory, what do we do? We fight. Mom, our family will kill him. We're going to hunt him down and we're going to put an end to this. He is not going to stop killing until we stop him. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. Someone's in our house. He's coming for me, but I'm coming for him. Michael Meyer sounds like me on most episodes. <laughs> Halloween Kills is in theaters right now. It's also streaming on Peacock. So you can get it anywhere you want. You know, you can get it in both holes. Halloween Kills picks up directly where Halloween 2018 left off. Spoilers, he makes it through the fire and goes on a murderous rampage through his hometown of Haddonfield. While the residents decide to make their own stand against his evil, they do their best to try and find and kill Michael in a mob justice style coup. Michael creeps through the town, brutally killing random strangers, bystanders, and homeowners. Mostly taxpayers. Taxpayers. Taxpaying citizens. <laughs> we both had the same feeling. Yeah, why doesn't homeless, why don't Michael Myers kill all the homeless? We, I just don't have anything in common with you. Stomp his dog to get to death. (laughs) 
Eventually, everyone ends up with more Michael Myers than they bargained for. Uh, my roommate, did we though? Did we though? I did feel we? like it wasn't much of a bargain with how much Michael Myers we got in this yeah. movie. We'll get into it. My review for Halloween Kills is it's a cool concept that is hampered by slow-witted dialogue and an unneeded morality ap- uh, appeal or play. Who was the person clamoring for a bare-bones morality tale in a Halloween movie? I feel like I understand the Halloween fan base pretty well. I respect them, and I know I'm an outsider looking in, but none of them are asking for this. The entire second and third acts of Halloween Kills are bogged down by inane dialogue, cameos, and homages to previous films. Uh, I will say this, the violence is pretty incredible when it actually happens. Some of the kills are so brutal and disgusting that I was impressed. Uh, I don't think I've seen such incredible brutality done so well since Possessor Uncut from 2020 you can uh, you can listen to our review of that if you scroll back in our feed a year uh the kills were done so well that i actually got into them to a degree instead of a dialogue driven homage fest why not do what michael actually does best creep around the town of haddonfield with michael stalking and killing his victims sparse music or silence accompaniment to a pair with the gurgling gasping and screaming of defenseless town townsfolk just trying to get away show how evil michael is don't tell us because we know that's why we're here we may make us gasp in awe make us fearful of walking through the parking lot at night to get back to our cars and drive home it bums me out that Halloween 2018 didn't get a hardcore follow-up because I just like to fuck, man. And uh, I feel like if they had, gone, had gone, gone and swung for the fence in the brutality department, they could have made a movie that people spoke about in hushed tones. Instead, we got this kind of like, where's Michael? What's he doing now? Hey, Michael. Hey, where? Oh, you don't. Stay away from me, Michael, or it's... But take a good look, because it's the last time. It's the last time you're going to see these. Yeah, it was just kind of... What did you think, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt the middle part of the movie... Well, it goes it goes from the opening with, you know, some, some great kills. Well, no, it opens with, like, the flashback, right? And yeah. then it, like, transitions over to... Jamie Lee Curtis's family or Laurie Strode's family for a long time. Like, for too long. And then it cuts back to... The true opening you actually missed, which was a direct pickup. No, um, I didn't miss it. I was there for most of it. No, you missed the part where um, the kid comes and finds his, his friend. Um, you walked in on the part where they're flashback to 1978. Mm. Um but it was just a quick opening. It was yeah. it was literally to to, to to scotch tape them together, the two right. movies. Um so anyways, like the amount of Michael Myers in the beginning and middle of the film is alarmingly low. True. And uh I was like, what are 
And and what's annoying is that when Michael Myers isn't on the screen, they're trying to stuff it, a story in there, but there's really no story. Right. Like, there's nothing... There are some people from the original, you know, yeah. killings that yeah. want to take revenge, which is like, okay, not that interesting. And then there's Laurie Strode's family, which almost nothing happens for half of the movie with them, but it dwells on, hey, we're still, we're still here. We're still uh, in the hospital. Yeah. And you're expecting like something to happen around them and it never does (laughs) like they have to go out and find michael myers basically so yeah i mean it's it's was kind of a weird structure for it but i agree with you the kills were fantastic and i think a lot of that is because they borrowed heavily from previous halloween movies I, i think it's not a coincidence that the movie's called Halloween Kills because it's almost like a montage of past Halloween kills. You were right. Yeah. Which is which is clunky and, and, and shoehorned in. Like when you're constantly trying to fit in the exact window slap from the first one, then you're not focused on making a cool, new, interesting movie. You're just focused on reliving or making fans go do this fucking Star Wars thing where it's like, I remember Yoda. I know what that is. I know what that is. Oh, boy, I like that. It's like, well, yeah, but you know what you would like more? Michael Myers, you know, decapitating someone in in an incredible new way. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like th- the brutality in this could have been like this could have if anybody's seen the movie Terrifier uh, with Art the Clown, that could have, I mean, this could have been so much darker and weirder um, and it would have brought the franchise to a, a whole new level. But instead, it was just where's Michael now? What is he doing? No, you stay here. It's too dangerous. I will go. It's like, okay. Yeah, and there's not a lot of stocking no. from Michael. It's just like, okay, here he's here now. Let's kill people. Ah! Yeah. And then cuts away and he's gone. Ah! Yeah. Um, my score for this one is this. I mean, I, I'm just so irritated by it uh, that I, there were some fun and funny parts in it. But, man, the dialogue brought it down so much uh, that I, I got to go. The dialogue was pretty bad. Oh. I mean, it's it's a slasher level quality. And honestly, it's not that far off from, you know, the heavy handed dialogue that Loomis used to say on the previous films. But they you're supposed to learn no from Loomis, your past and improve. <clears throat> there's no Loomis character to be like, well, this is kind of the crazy unhinged guy that goes on rants Mm. um there's not that guy in the movie so they have to disperse all that dialogue throughout all of the townsfolk and it's it's just retired well if it even if it was loomis like just because they did it in the past doesn't mean it was the good part of the movie that just means that was the shitty part of the movie in the past like make the new one better You've had a million iterations. You knew what you were doing in 2018, in my opinion. Uh, this was not good. This is a 5 out of 10 to me. This is a totally average, 
Uh, maybe I like it's hard for me to not go to a four. Like I kind of yeah. want to go down to a four, but it was the 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 kills were pretty impressive. Um, um, yeah, the kills bring it up for me, and the sheer delight I had in in some of the really stupid moments bring it up for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I wasn't bothered as much by the kind of the slowness or just like the the spinning the wheels aspect of it you know especially as the kill started coming at the end um i'll give it a i'll give it a six um but yeah it's it's one of those where the dumbness didn't bother me it just delighted me sometimes Mm. where i was laughing out loud with like the extremeness and earnestness they had in just stupid things like <clears throat> chanting evil dies tonight evil oh, dies nice. tonight it's like okay yeah i mean it's weird to me that that's the part those are the parts that you, that were fun to you because in dumb slasher movies the parts that are fun to me is the insanity of the violence or you know it's the character motivations are so typically like bland. It's like, let's have sex. Woo, we're partying. Oh, yeah. That kind of, it's just like, okay, who cares about these people? Let's kill them. And then well, that's about, the like, funny part. What like, about like Crispin Glover in uh, Friday the 13th part? Oh. Something. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a lot of fun, but. Where's Corkscrew? But that's but that's some sort of that's some sort of all totally other thing. Like that's that's like getting to watch a crazy person like is form informative years. You know, it's like oh wow, you were nuts. Look at you, like, and it translates so well on visually. Um, no, but yeah, I don't know. It just didn't uh, did not strike me right. Um, so there you go, a five and a six. Um, but you want to, I mean, if you want a, a 10 every time, you head on over to nightchannels.com because every shirt and sweatshirt design and print they got over there is a 10 every single time. These are deep cut designs from horror movies, cult, satanic uh, music like uh, alternative and, and metal um, deep cut designs that you're going to want on your body. And now they got the new Bella Canvas, uh, shirts and they're super silky soft on your, on your little, on your, just your little, your little baby nips. They're going to be so happy. You got a Bella Canvas shirt. Oh, so, and if you use code HMT at checkout, uh, you get 13% off your whole order certifiably the spookiest percentage um so yeah we love night channels just take the night channels challenge go into nightchannels.com just browse around a little bit and then uh see if you don't come back because you will and when you do you're going to use that hmt code at checkout you're going to save yourself 13 percent. as you listen to our mid-roll and us talk about all the ways you can give us money or all the places you can spend your money and you're bothered by that, you should know that you don't have to listen to this section. Don't have to. And, in fact, if you become a patron, 
you'll get early access to episodes without the mineral in it. We'll cut it out. Cut out the ads. So uh, head on over to patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Check out the different tiers and different perks um, for the different levels, and you'll find something that you'll like. We cut them out. We... And say goodbye to these, because it's the last time. <laughs> we cut them out. Say goodbye to them. Um, <clears throat> also, with Christmas approaching, you know you got to give your loved ones the gift of a horror movie talk t-shirt. Horror Movie Talk t-shirt or a Patreon subscription. Or a Patreon subscription. So head over to Patreon or our website at HorrorMovieTalk.com and go to the shop and uh, check out the different stickers and tees that you can buy. Um, Also, as you're at our website, you'll see a lot of awesome artwork for each episode, and that's done by Dustin Goebel. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans, so... Go check him out at Instagram at dgobel00. Um, that's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And he's also been streaming when he's uh, been doing our artwork on Twitch. Hell yeah. Um, and it's pretty usually cool. Usually on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's pretty cool to get to see how that process works. Um, yeah, actually, that's, that's a pretty good idea. And, you know, now on our Patreon, we... Uh, uh, just going back to that, patreon.com slash horror movie talk. We have all kinds of bonus content over there and, uh, and that you get to unlock for real low prices. And we have yearly subscriptions available. So you get to save 13% on your, on the cost of a membership if you subscribe for a full year. So if you were to gift that to somebody for the cost of like 50, uh, 50 bucks, you could give somebody a full year worth of access to our afterpods, and that's the whole backlog. So check that out, and that helps support the show directly. And if you'd like to get a hold of the show, you can call us at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Spring break. Woo! So, we start out Halloween Kills in an incredible way. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. It was uh, It was actually... I'm thinking about the... I'm thinking about the first act. And the first act uh, was engaging and interesting and built my hopes up a lot. I was like, yeah, holy shit. This is good pacing. This is like... This is fucking insane stuff with him him coming out of uh coming out of that uh, the burning building the burning building but you know really uh, a lot of it was the pacing and a lot of it was going back to 1978 and uh and you know exploring what happened with Michael and his sister and or, or no not not his sister with the cops that yeah the cops didn't that, shoot him right yeah, the guy who prevented Loomis from shooting mm-hmm. him in the head, and um, and these these kids, um, there's so many. I mean, the characters from the previous films that are featured in this movie are so incidental in the first movie. It's it's almost like no fans gonna actually care about these, are they? It's the kid that goes to. Uh, 
um, knock on the Myers house's door and Loomis like scares him away. Uh-huh. That's one of the kids uh-huh. in this movie, heavily featured. I think that's, uh, um, what's his name? Longstreet from... Robert Longstreet? Robert Longstreet. I he think was, that's he was actually in the first? Oh, no, it's his character. <clears throat> the character. Okay. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm sure there's fans that care about that, but... It's it's weird to have such a focus on them. Yeah, the most distracting and um, and unnecessary uh, cameo was Kyle Richards as Lindsay, the uh, the beautiful brunette who also happened to be the the little uh, the little girl from the the first one. Um, but she's a Orange County housewife now. And uh, so I've seen the call it the OC. OC, sure. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, how much how much OC have you watched, Bryce? (laughs) Because I've watched a tremendous amount, (laughs) and it was very distracting for me to be like, oh, now, like, first of all, I just hate that bitch. (laughs) Okay, because she's. She's. You're talking about Real Housewives. Yeah, OC? I'm talking okay. about Kyle Richards. Like, I thought you're talking about the OC, which is as a person. Oh, okay. No, I do not like Kyle Richards. She's, she's annoying at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but that's what they're all there for. Is there anyone in those Housewives shows that's? I like Gretchen n- a lot. Not, I like Gretchen. You're a like, lot. hey, I like this person. No, they're very nice. No, they're very nice and down to earth. Well, I mean that they're edited that way, you know. It's produced that way, Bryce. Right. You're not supposed to like right. Them. right, right, right. Yeah, no. Her sister was actually in another uh, another um, horror movie. It might have been a. I can't recall. Yeah, p- people are going to slaughter. And be like, they're not researched. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I, I have opinions on movies. What are you talking about? We're not researched. We we're talking about the Real Housewives as OC. Yeah, there you go. Um, we watched several seasons of it to prepare for this show. <laughs> uh, they, we, there's kind of a an unnecessary little 1978 story of these, the most 1978 looking kids. Like the casting for these kids was perfect. These kids looked straight out of 1978 down to the weird little facial features that you're like, that's an old kid. <laughs> Those genetics have been bred out by now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 70s face. Yeah, it is. It was. I was like, God damn, those look like exactly like the kids you'd see in this movie from 1978. Uh, that, struck, that struck me. Um, yeah, um, something we should mention before we get too far into this is this was, you know, uh, co-written by Danny McBride. Um Who's actually got his hands into a lot of the production and writing for horror movies for some, you know, I think he did Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. I think he was a big push behind uh, behind that. Danny McBride kind of kind of coming under, under the radar with, I think he was a big part of the reason, the reason the first Halloween 2018 got made. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. No, no yeah, he was, yeah, he was like the co-producer co-writer on that one too yeah so we have him to blame for this terrible boring uh lackluster yeah homage fest um 
place completely. <laughs> so it goes to like a talent show. Yes, now is, we're back in present day. We're back in present day. Um, after like the carnage at, you know, showing Mike Myers destroying the fire department. Um, goes to this talent show and, and it shows those, basically all those kids that were in the 1970s flashback are now grown and old and like somehow reliving the glory days of almost getting murdered. Yeah. And like celebrating this thing that happened 40 years ago. Well, bonding over shared tragedy. Yeah. Is that realistic? Like, I'm not sure that's how trauma works, where you have a group of people and you celebrate the anniversary of the traumatic event. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's I think I think it's definitely a thing that people do. You know, we remember tragedies in our lives. We remember people who have died in the time when they did. Um, yeah, but I mean, you don't you celebrate like their birthday or something. You celebrate. You don't celebrate like, oh, this is the time. This is the day that Johnny got stabbed in the throat. Like, no, you'd usually like. I don't think. I mean, they're not. I don't think they're celebrating. I mean, they're remembering. They're at a bar. Yeah. And like drinking and reminiscing about it. I mean, and, that's like, what having, you do at bars. You drink having and other... you reminisce. It, it, uh, feels very artificial to me. Like, if. <laughs> If, like, a lot of your friends and family were killed on Halloween, uh -huh. what, what I would do would be, hey, there's a little kitty. Hey, kitty. What are you looking at? Wow, she's really Stair Force One. What do you want? A cat has appeared outside the window. Some sort of Halloween cat has appeared outside our studio window. <laughs> Bryce is enamored. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if like, my friends and family were murdered on Halloween, you know what I wouldn't do? Mm. Probably go out on Halloween. I'd probably just, like, oh, this this uh, this holiday has been ruined for me. Like, it doesn't mean the same thing to me as it does to all these other people. This seems very, this seems very natural to me. This seems like uh, a thing that would to totally happen. Yeah, 40 years later, for people that don't... They're not even closely related. One of them's like a nurse from back then. Mm -hmm. And then there's like little kids. So at what point did the little kids like and this nurse victim get together and be like, hey, we're starting victims of Michael Myers Club. Uh, we made every Tuesday. I think um, it's every Halloween we're going to go to the bar and, and uh, thrust our trauma on everyone around us. <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a, um, a small town kind of shared experience kind of thing. I mean, it it just uh, it, let us know. Call us at six, eight, two, two, five, three, four, four, six, eight. Was this stupid or was this did this feel natural? I don't know. I, to me, it felt just felt like a little slice of life thing that, well, the, <laughs> that tends to happen at bars. Where I goes, mean, when a bunch of people are inebriated, it's like they bring up all sorts of awkward, horrible things and force them upon you. That's this is like this is like a bar. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's I guess that's the part where it went over the top for me is when um, 
Michael Anthony Hall, his character gets up during the talent show and is like, hey, guys, so want to take a minute. Why don't you sit right there, tell you all about how he became the prince of Haddonfield. And he's like, all right, all you guys are having a good time, but I want to tell you about how there was a murderer and he killed a lot of our friends and family and he's pure evil and um we're still traumatized by it and uh they're the people back there that are traumatized we're we're drinking to you know to drink our troubles away well anyways i'll see you guys later it's like his he got up to the talent show because his talent was bumming people out yeah it's almost like he was drunk (laughs) 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 yeah i mean I don't know. It, I mean, you're definitely right. He was a bummer. You're right. He's Captain Bringdown. Um, but I've been part of many parties where Captain Bringdown shows up because of alcohol. You know, it's like, sure. I murdered, like one, one time I was at this party and this guy's like, I murdered countless thousands of men. I don't know how many people I pulled the trigger on because I was an artillery man. And, ah! and everyone was like, you know, it's like the the record scratch moment. I was like, okay, now we got to do this. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just uh, you just go like, "Wow, you're a monster." <laughs> no, how do you live with yourself? He was, yeah. I mean, he was having a hard time keeping himself alive. Uh, you know, it was not not an easy time for him, and I feel real bad for him. Um, yeah, because he was a murderer. Mm. I don't think it counts as murder if it's during wartime. So where they're putting out a fire over at the old Strode residence at uh, at Lori's old place. Oh, did I have this backwards? So it goes to the bar and then it goes to the. No, I think no, I think you're right. I think that that was how it happened. Um, okay, it, it was a bunch of flashbacks. There's a bu- yeah, there's a bunch of things f- flashing back and forth between. It feels like the regardless of what happens, the pacing was weird. It was a little weird. And it at some point it comes to a screeching halt after the after the the house fire and Michael Myers breaking out and killing an entire fire station full of firemen. Let's not like we don't see Michael Myers for a while. Yeah, it's a long time. But let's not gloss over like Mike coming out of that house. That what I mean. That gave me chills, and then I felt like that set the pace for a bad ass movie. Like right. as this house is just burning to the ground, like he's murdering the firemen inside. Yeah, and, and he comes out, and he's like, he's got a an axe or something in his hand, like a fire. Oh no, he's got one of these pry bars, um, one of these uh, structural firefighting pry bars. Uh, with a pick on one side and a pry on the other, yeah. and and he's 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 got he's holding it like he's ready to fuck, uh-huh. and uh, and all these firemen kind of get the they kind of get that like this is a call to action uh-huh. we're gonna fight now, and so they all kind of square up, and one of them points this little hose at him and sprays this limp dick. See, I think they're spray on, onto Michael's chest, and he's like, the, ma- "Water does nothing to Michael. He he kills that guy straight up." Well, yeah, I think the implication is that that's supposed to be a full force fire hose, and it does nothing to Michael. Which, 
But it looks like a garden hose stream. Right. It doesn't translate because you can't actually turn a f- fire hose full on someone and have them not topple over. So in what you see is like just basically, you know, three or four garden hoses taped together and the pressure that would come out of those hitting you. <laughs> and and it doesn't it's not believable in in the visuals, but I get what they were trying to go for cuz that was the first thing I went to is like you got a fucking fire hose, just bowl them over. Like you can't like he can't touch you if you got a fire hose. Yeah, I mean, the way to do that would just be to, like, you know, take a steel rod, put it up Michael's back, put him on a, on you know, like a, a plate that's welded to the rod, and then have him walk forward through it. It wouldn't be terribly believable, especially at this point in the movie. Mm. But it would be better than this little weak stream limp dick, like... It'd huh. probably blow off his mask. Like, if you're... if That'd you got cool, hit in the chest. <laughs> It would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a way to do it. Well, I wonder if that, that would actually hurt too much, though. Like, if you're... Oh, you get a dummy in there. If you're pummeled. Yeah. There's, I mean, movie magic, the the budget they had for this thing. Yeah. They could do it. Anyway, um, the, he he crumples this whole squadron mm. of, of firefighters, and it was... It was badass. It was like, oh, oh shit, Michael is, he is back. It's, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, once you make your villain so invincible that there's no one strong enough to put up a fight at all, it's, I don't know, it loses something for me. Yeah. Like, I get it that he's a big, strong man Uh and that he's like unstoppable and like, will not quit Mm -hmm. but an entire station full of firefighters that are just like rolling out hoses climbing up ladders and they've they've got like just beautiful greased up pecs and Mm -hmm. and just a sweet sweet asshole like they can't put up a fight to michael myers they can't even like hold his hand for a minute and like stop him from swinging down a giant axe in their face. Can we please have one conversation that's not about my rack, Michael? Like, I I don't know. It's like it it starts to jump the shark for me. Where it's like, okay, well, that's I the get point. It. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yes, it, yes, all of that. Yes, I I and thought about the, saying I mean, those things, but I thought, well, that's that's a silly thing to say in a Halloween movie. <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, I guess it's the further it gets away from the source material, the more stupid you have to go. Yeah, because I mean, in Halloween, mm-hmm. like. Michael was bested a couple times by a little teenage girl. Like, yeah, Laurie Strode gets him a couple times. Yeah, like stagger, and then she stupidly throws away the knife like five times. Hey, but don't blame she, the victim. She got away from him, you know, and was able to like get him off her. And she's like a teenage girl, so you're telling me, yeah, but that was that was like some hot, sweaty. Fireman with his glorious body isn't going to rip off Michael Myers from some victim. Ew, no, David. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, you may be right. 
I mean, who knows? Who's to say? But, you know, Laurie was dealing with a a 20-year-old, you know, Michael Myers. This is like a 50- or 60-year-old Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's got that old man strength, you know? He's... He's much different. He's, he's That's he's, true. Old man strength no one can beat. He's assumed his final form. And he's he's got the brain of like a of a six year old yes. too. So I mean do yeah. the math there. And he's probably retired. Right. Up here, Michael. Retired strength. Yeah. Retired strength is the strongest strength. Let me tell you, I had a buddy um <laughs> I had a buddy in when I was a little kid and his brother was retired um very much older than us uh-huh. obviously deceptive deceptively um uh weak looking mm-hmm. unbelievably powerful person and could turn it on in just a just a snap was he wiry oh yeah the, yeah there's a couple there's a couple um like factors for strength there's wiry strength there's old man strength and there's retired retired strength. Don't sleep on big boy strength. And do if not all three sleep, of those do not sleep on big boy strength. I'm dead serious, dude. I've got an injury that I received when in seventh grade that haunts me to this day from a big boy. Yeah. Uh, it's powerful. It's anyway. Um <laughs> Michael has is some sort of combination of big boy scrawny retired and old man strength right when you put these together it's basically like a gorilla <laughs> right yeah and um and then he kind of he like some of the kids let's talk about i'm not li- listen okay so the middle of this movie i i'm i'm not gonna say anything more about this other than it's just where's michael what's he doing now don't you go in I'm gonna go in. It's too dangerous. Where it's no one's safe. Go inside. Find Michael. Don't come out. Stay. Oh, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Like you've heard the whole middle, and it goes on forever. It goes on forever. So we're just gonna. The s- only thing other than that is this weird part where they mistake some mental patient for Michael Myers, and the entire townsfolk with pitchforks start chasing after this guy in a hospital. To this the point where it's like, tale. how many, how many people are fit into this hospital? Like, why are all those people there? Because like uh, why angry mob, angry mob. It makes no sense. Like why, why there though? But also why. It's like they didn't want to have another location. They didn't. They they couldn't rent out that bar for long enough. They're like, oh, we tried to schedule shoots at this bar for three weeks, but they only let us in there for two days. So we got to relocate to the hospital set. Yeah, the entire town's people. Well, I mean, so the way it works out is like there's a bunch of people who have been sent to the infirmary uh, to the hospital because of injuries and this is where the unruly mob starts mm-hmm. and uh what's the name of that man uh from the breakfast club uh, uh anthony michael hall uh is in there and he's like evil dies tonight no more michael halloween blows boo 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 and it gets people all riled up and and uh, they they it's, it's basically the kill the beast song from Beauty and the Beast. Thank you. Yes, perfect. And 
Then they mistake. There's a man with the mask, and he's going down the streets, and he's we gotta kill him today. Yeah, and um, <laughs> you know, David, kill the beast. And they mistake this inmate uh, who's there in the hospital mm-hmm. for Michael. He's an elderly man, which is the. St- <laughs> he looks a little bit like an egg. <laughs> it's like looking at. At uh, Danny DeVito, yeah, it's li- it's like in the movie Twins, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, <laughs> Arnold, where the point is like, well, those guys can't be twins, right? It'd be like you take, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger and be like, and then Danny DeVito, and you're like, hey, there's Arnold, chase after him. Yeah, it's like putting Pee Wee Herman next to the Rock, right? And being like, like, oh, there he is, right there. Same race, same gender. <laughs> hey, his hair's. Way too long, and he looks like an egg, and he has no strength whatsoever. Yeah. And he's just scared. Oh, did you invite egg? <laughs> <laughs> what? Say goodbye to these! Those are blue, too! <laughs> so then, so then, the townsfolk go on this rampage to, to, to kill this inmate, thinking he's Michael. And the morality tale that plays out in excruciating slow motion is, who is evil? Are we evil, Bryce? Are, the, the mob justice that we seek is, is ill-fated. And evil is spreading. It's within us. It's spreading, David. The evil is actually within us. Okay, who the fuck cares about this morality tale who I want these innocent animals have urges they can't control yeah so that was super dumb but now let's talk about the cool parts which I like to call the kills Mm. the kills in this the Halloween kills the kills in this are insanely uh, void of I mean, they're so cruel and mm. so visceral, and mm-hmm. you sit through the whole thing, you know? Like, the halogen light bulb thing, he he just walks into this couple's house, pulls this guy's neck down over, like, he breaks through the window, pulls this guy's neck down over a shard of glass. Uh-huh. This guy's, like, gurgling in the corner as Michael comes in to murder his wife for some reason. Like, it's all just... So, who was a who was a comedian that it was like Bobby Pepitone or something like that? Oh, you, did you recognize? Anyways, no, that, I did. That's not. neither here nor there. But yeah, he kills that guy, and then I mean, we have this domestic scene where it's this old couple that's that are concerned citizens, and then yeah, murders the guy with a shard of glass, and then takes out. This like was a, the baddest ass part of the whole movie. Yeah, takes out a fluorescent bulb and stabs it through this woman's neck. He he breaks the fluorescent bulb, this long halogen bulb, and then uses it as a stabbing weapon up into her neck. Would that work? Is the question I had. We like, could test it out. Like, I feel like that would just, I don't know. I guess it would work. I have no idea. but I feel it, like that glass is so thin that it'd be so easy to just crumple against skin, but no. Yes, there absolutely will be a margarita in my mouth. Spring break! <laughs> there was a, there was, I mean, that, that, that house was full of gurgles. Yeah, I mean. And this, she was sitting there watching her husband just be, br- like, and then Michael just goes back 
and ba- like he's got yeah, the dude bent over the table and he just takes every knife in the house and you're sitting there for like 45 seconds watching Mike just be like I'm going to put this knife well, in Well he back. stabs it into his back to like basically pin him down to the counter. I think this was a missed opportunity cuz this is what I was expecting to happen. I was expecting him to be like stabbing each knife into the back until he found the one that he liked. And there was like, and he's like, oh, oh, this one. I like this. Knife. This one's good. And he's like testing it out, looking <laughs> at it, the handle, the feel, the balance. And he's like, after he stabbed him enough times or finds the, the one, he's like, this one. This is the butcher knife for me. That would be a good way. That, that would definitely be a badass way to do that. Right. But I mean, the way they did it was was impressive to me anyway. Like he just leaves this guy with like seven or eight knives in his back. Right. And just carries on like, yeah, like this is the movie I, I, I wish it had been like, I wish you were just with Michael the whole way. Right. Just just follow him. I mean, that's kind of part. That's one of the features of Halloween movies, isn't it? Like yeah. POV of yeah. Michael. Yes. Do they ever do a POV in this movie? Ever? Um, they might have. I'll tell you. I watched um a making of Halloween, the nineteen seventy eight Halloween, and the one of the things that really like they spent their whole budget, like it was a three hundred thousand dollar budget or something like that for Halloween nineteen seventy eight, and they spent their almost the whole budget on cameras. And one of the things that allowed that that made the movie really great was they bought this very expensive, like eighty thousand dollars Spectrovision, um like lightweight camera that mm-hmm. allowed that that had a stability mm-hmm. p- p- portion within like it had some sort of stability control within so it allowed them to walk around and mm-hmm. do those shots like Michael uh in the from within the mask or from his point of view and we, yeah we didn't get a lot of that and it would have been so like this movie went so crazy with the violence that if you'd have just followed him around wow i it could have been yeah. Incredible. And I think Halloween fans want that, you know? I know. Instead, it focuses on the townspeople and Laurie Strode's family just all going, Art, I don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so, it gets so played out so quickly. Yeah, it sure does. Um, the, uh, let's see here. The, what are some of the some other? of the other kills that are fantastic that I remember? I haven't seen all the Halloween films, but I I have seen like the first. I think it was up to six. Okay, wow. Um, some of the ones that I recognize the the head crushing one mm-hmm. that was in four, I think, which is what we're going to review next week. Oh, you mean the the yeah. head grab and the right. and pushing the the thumbs right, into the right. yeah. Um, yeah, those gay guys were a fabulous part of this movie. <laughs> Beautiful choice of words. Well, they were. Yes, they were. They were great. Um, but yeah, the the head squeezing one was great. the The other great kill was the um, Laurie Strode's grandfather's friend, grand granddaughter's friend, mm-hmm. like getting his head, head like shoved up and down on a banister, Ugh, dude, until he's like his his um larynx is like collapsed and it's it's that's probably one of the best moments in the movie because he's just utterly brutalized and you know if he's doesn't get medical medical attention he's going to die but he's still breathing labored 
labored breathing. He's like, <laughs> and then the the granddaughter like gets Michael's attention. He's like, "Come after me! I'm <laughs> leave him to die. Yes. <laughs> he needs medical attention." And so. Michael, like, goes around and starts walking down the stairs, and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe he has a chance. And then he stops, and he, like, twists his head head around, <laughs> like a 180 degree, and you're like, oh, okay. And that's, like, that's a great moment, because that shows, that shows the evil, where it's like, oh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I can't leave hope. Or would that be compassion? Would that be empathy? Like, the ending the suffering of a person? No. I think it might. I, I mean, if you find a, if you find a little baby bird and it's got a broken wing and it's uh, you know it's bleeding on the ground, you step on it. I will. You got to kill it. Make sure not to have a major bleeding event near you. Then. <laughs> I'll put you down. I'll do it. If you get shot in the street and are laying on the ground, this pray kid, that David doesn't walk up to you and snap your neck. <laughs> this is a totally different situation. That kid was brutalized beyond. Uh, he he couldn't uh, have been helped. Uh, you sure you said it yourself. We can re- rewind the tape. I said he needed medical attention. Up here, Michael. <clears throat> Up here. He'd probably be paralyzed for the rest of his life, but you could probably shove a tube down his throat and make sure he could breathe. I don't think so. I think he was... He was Medical experts, call into our voicemail and let us know if you think that guy could have survived. He's DOA. Um, yeah, there, the, there was the... The scene at the park with uh, Kyle Richards and the kids, the, some of the kids' dialogue. So th- there was a group of kids wandering around wearing the Season of the Witch masks, mm-hmm. um, which, oh man, the, the, the amount of cameos and homages in this was just distracting. It was just, okay, we get it. Yeah, this movie takes, and this is technically the position of Season of the Witch. Halloween Kills is redoing the that position, the third spot, and it's saying, fuck Season of the Witch, which, by the way, fuck Season of the Witch. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing with, like, reboots. It feels like that's the formula. Formula is movie one basically remake the original, like, reboot the original movie <laughs> movie two shove every homage every callback into that thing and just have a bloated corpse of a of a former franchise and then movie three like have the departure or like have it be its own thing yeah. maybe yeah and most of them don't even make it that far say goodbye to these Oh, no, 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 no. The last time you're going to be seeing these for a while. Last time you're going to be seeing these callbacks, Michael. Except I think I think the uh, Star Wars movies did it in reverse order. They did the the complete the new remake. One, yeah, was first. the first. Number two was mm-hmm. the complete departure because um, Ryan, what's his name, actually had balls and wanted to do his own movie. Yeah. And then the third one was like, oh, uh, remember the emperor? We're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of of shoving things in there, uh, Mm. really cramming them up there, let's talk about about Jamie Lee Curtis in the hospital. Oh, (laughs) yeah. This is the moment where I laughed out loud so hard. It's... 
And it's not even it's not even the stupidest thing in the movie, but for some reason she had so much glee. This was hilarious because she goes, she's like, she, she finds she out, learns that Michael's on the prowl. Yeah, she learns that they didn't kill Michael Myers, which is, and she's like, no. And then she gets up out out of bed, you know, with a you know, basically just having gone through stomach surgery, and um, for her, she's oh no, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, and. And she gets up, and then she grabs a syringe, and her daughter's like, what the hell is that? And she's like, do you even know what that drug is? And she goes, it takes the pain away. It makes the pain go away. And then she shoves it in her ass and just goes, <laughs> She crams it way into her butt. And she just screams with utter agony. Yeah. It's like, Spring break. <laughs> and it's just so dumb because it's, it's bad because a syringe doesn't hurt that much yeah that's i'm sorry like that makes absolutely no sense and it's done for like dramatic effect and it just it lands looks... totally right though it lands <laughs> it lands hilariously like i i'm surprised more people in the theater weren't like <laughs> like because both of us were unable to contain our glee like that was because the delivery of the line it makes the pain go away boom oh. <laughs> yes there absolutely will be a margarita in my mouth spring break <laughs> like i it's just that was the dumbest moment in the movie that's where it's like this is so dumb i love it yeah yeah that was that was hilarious and i did love that um these gay guys were the only redeeming characters in this movie. Right. And also, like, the only new characters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Big John and Little John. Little John played by Michael McDonald from Mad TV. You may remember him as Star. Star. Look what, look what I can do. Look what I can do. Um, and he, man, he, he, perf perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And I love that Big John is the shorter one. And Little yeah. John is the taller one. Well, and it so insinuates. You, you kind of do the math there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know. You know who Little John is, you know? Say goodbye to these. Oh, no, 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 no. the last time you're going to be seeing these for a while. It's the last time, Michael. So, uh, Big John's eyes get squoze out. Um, this this manhunt aspect with the unruly mobs, totally dumb. Um it, the morality lesson was so inane and dumb. Uh, I, I really can't stress that enough. But at the end of this whole thing, um, we uh, we get to the part where the mob catches up with Michael. They they killed the wrong. The, the the inmate jumps out of the out of the hospital. He kills himself, and they're like, "Who are we? What have we become?" Moving on. <laughs> Let's kill Michael. So then they go find the real Michael this time. Mm. They unmask him. Oh yeah, he's the one with the mask. <laughs> he's wow. The, he's like the six foot five fella that's built and has a mask on at all times. It's not Danny DeVito. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah. Uh, they find him. They unmask him. But you don't. Sorry, you don't get to see Michael's face really. Um, in, it's blacked out pretty well Wait, through the whole who, thing. Who unmasked him? Wasn't it the granddaughter that unmasked him yeah. because he he comes out of the house without what, the mask? Was it the granddaughter or was it uh, Allison? Or, or it was uh, Judy? What's her name? Judy Bloom. 
I can't remember her name. The the daughter of Laurie right, Strode. Right, right. Uh, Judy who, Greer. Yeah, yeah, Judy Greer. I think that's who took the mask and took it into the street. And that's when the townsfolk ambushed him. Right. By the way, Judy Greer is is the, the person who all of these drops are, are right. from, from. From Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Remember me? Perhaps this will jog your Let's, memory. Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. One of the best bit part people in, in Arrested Development. Yeah. Can we please have one conversation that's not about my rack, Michael? <laughs> She got those. She got those nips that are just pointing the total walleye direction. <laughs> They're just like what? Um, so while the townsfolk are beating up Michael in the street, uh, we get this overlaid speech by Jamie Lee Curtis mm. of you know the more he kills, the more he transcends into something that no one can defeat, which is fear. So Michael becomes somehow fear incarnate. Mm. And as they've basically curb stomped him into the ground, uh, he rises right. and decimates all of them and becomes the paranormal Michael. Right. It's the supernatural Michael. This is like the feature of every slasher movie of like, you have the killer. You have the serial killer that's killed like hundreds of people by now. Yeah, it must be. And uh, you've all agreed as a town that this person does not deserve um, his day in court. (laughs) So let's shoot him a couple times and stab him once, and we're good. Yeah. Look look at him. He's lying down. That's it. He must be dead. You remember what happened with the last guy, right? (laughs) let's Let's not check for vital signs or, you know, cut off his head or shoot him in the head. Or but tie it, him up. But at this point, it wouldn't have mattered. She had already given the transcendent speech. Right. He was a immor- he's immortal at this point. <laughs> See, that would have <laughs> that would have been the great part if they like shot him in the head three times and then he still stood up. Yes. Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Now we're dealing with Jason now, basically. Well, yeah, or, you know, old Michael. <laughs> right. Um, so there it is. Uh, Michael's back. He's he's badder than ever, and he's basically immortal. My final recommendation for who should go to see this, you know, it's a dumb, common slasher. It could have been so much more. Uh, but it has way too much talking and not enough killing, and if that sounds like a good time to you, I'd say go nuts. I, it's the biggest movie this year, uh, yeah. the biggest horror movie this year, hands down. What was the other new release? Candyman? Oh, yeah, Candyman. That was the other slasher. Completely forgettable. Oh, wow. You you forget about it. I yeah. remember it very well. Yeah. I was like, wasn't there another like slasher type you do movie? This, you do, this is the second week in a row where you're like, what was that other big movie we did? Yeah. You know, low-key, the, the other biggest movie this year, but what, Arguably bigger than Candyman was uh, Conjuring Devil made me do it. Well, yeah. Which is super forgettable. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Like, Uh, that's possibly our most successful episode, technically speaking, ever. Um, So Was it? It's... It's rising the ranks. That's right. It was It was pretty huge. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, Halloween Kills, 
I mean, it's Halloween. Like, why not go to the theater and see Halloween Kills? It's also on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you like me to where... No, I guess you're not... You have more subscriptions than I do. But Just buy one. I just look at subscriptions and I'm like, no. Really? <laughs> like, if there's, if there's something on it, and I know I should just be like, well, yeah, it's the same price as a movie ticket. Might as well just get Peacock. I'm just like, no. Yeah, no, uh, I've I've rationalized it in my head uh, by continually doing uh, uh, by continually doing the blockbuster math. I go, I used to go to blockbuster when I was very poor and spend 15 bucks on a night, you know? Yeah, I still I still I've gotten better at it, but I still can't bring myself to spend money online like it's just so hard for me to be like because it's either my mind is associated with like piracy it's like well i could just pirate this for nothing sure this movie or it's like or i can subscribe to amazon or netflix and get a billion things for like what is it now like 12 bucks or something yeah it's like okay so i'm buying a rental movie yeah. for four bucks yeah i like, mean what and then like, the other the other thing that really freed my mind was um horror movie talk becoming financially somewhat right. solvent <laughs> right. you know so horror movie talk <laughs> takes care of our streaming bills so now you know a paranormal activities coming out and we're just gonna get paramount plus right and we're gonna share the subscription right that's not a big deal we can cancel it if we want to we'll probably will we're not sharing it it's Horror Movie Talk LLC owns it, so I don't it's not know. illegal, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no, we are Horror Movie Talk LLC, right? Right. So yeah. Anyways, you can stream it on Peacock. So check You're it a out, muck. And now let's get into taglines. Taglines. <laughs> Taglines. Taglines a little bit where we uh, write new taglines that are funny, stupid, cringeworthy, um, and you get to cringe around and enjoy our um, our dumb taglines mm. that we're writing for the movie. So. Um, I have four. How many do you have? I have four as well. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, I'll go first since I did this to us. This is based on a meme. Okay. Michael Myers just wants one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Halloween kills. Who will win? An entire town or one stabby boy. <laughs> That's right. You said this in the theater and it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> one one stabby boy. Oh man. This is a long one. This okay. I don't know if this would fit on the this poster. Okay. But uh but we would uh, man if they more could, of a mission statement than a tagline. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, this is the mission statement for the movie. Where's Michael? What are you going to do? No, you stay here. It's too dangerous. It ends tonight. I'm going to stop Michael. Michael is pure evil. He just looked into the his out. 
He just looked out his sister's window. Did you see Michael? Where was he? On this night 40 years ago, a horrendous evil occurred. No one knows why he did it. Yar, he's a remorseless killing machine. <laughs> it's the whole middle part of this movie. Okay. You might recognize All it. All right. Um, Halloween Kills. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. <laughs> and one stabby boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Halloween Kills. If I see Jamie Lee Curtis gem one more thing in her ass, I'm going to explode. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why that's so good. That's so good. It makes the pain go away. Ow! The pain! <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, Halloween Kills. Giving Halloween fans what they want. Jamie Lee Curtis in a bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's about 60 years too late. Um, uh, Halloween Kills. Housewives of Haddonfield would be a great show. <laughs> uh, Halloween Kills. Taking the series back to its roots. Boring. <laughs> Boring. You're channeling Norm. <laughs> that was a Norm joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so, uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Now, we're going to be doing a little bit called Horror Movie Talk. Go ahead and intro this while I pull them up. So, Horror Movie Talk Whores is... Where we check our voicemail. It's very, very basic. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, that number is... 682-253-4468. I don't think we have a big backlog of calls. Yeah, we got a, got through a lot of them. Yeah, we got through a week. lot of them last week. But here we go. Hey, David and Bryce. This is Robert from Utah. This is Robert from it's Utah. It's Robert from Utah. It's Robert. He called back. Yay. Yay. Robert called on our Ernest Scared Stupid episode. No, he called on our Lamb episode. On Lamb. About, yeah. Ernest, About Scared. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, and we asked okay. him to call back. So here he goes. I was just... I got a bone to pick with you. Mm. Okay. Scared Stupid episode. Four out of ten. Come on, guys. That's a good one. Robert, I can't hear you. You yeah. got to enunciate or get better reception. Yeah, that's, that's weird. So this he, is on brand, I feel. Yeah, it's on. So he's still calling about Ernest. Yeah, I feel like he's got a bone to pick with us about Ernest Scared Stupid. I'm not sure. So the first call was like halfway through? Um, Maybe. Oh, he calls back later. So in a couple calls, we're going to get to hear uh, Robert again. Okay. And I'm very um, I'm very excited about this. I'm also sorry. I feel a little bad that I sounded very condescending on the last last week. But, it's, but it's, I was it's, just so excited to It's to in your nature. You I, can't help it. It's oh. the same thing with you. It's like... Oh, I know this guy, you know? Okay. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> look, you did it to him. It's only fair it gets done to you. Now everybody's I, even. I don't like that. 
But yeah, I just so delighted that to hear someone from Provo that was very excited that we covered Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. It's like I feel like I know this person right. already. No, you know? I, 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 I really can't stress this enough, Robert. You need to keep calling the show because right. I, I love your takes. Um, okay, uh, so let's see. Somebody says it's Cocktober. It's fucking Cocktober. What's up with my favorite pair of balls? Bryson David Day. Oh, it's Bugsy. Anywho, it's your boy Bugsy from Tampa. That watch-along party was awesome, even though David wasn't there. He was too busy getting murdered on the set of Halloween Kills and filing a petition to have all the firemen from fisting each other in that movie. I mean, we all want to see the fisting firemen. David, please just let us see it. Anywho, new screen trailer dropped today. Kind of looks like a straight-to-DVD film that uh, had to shoehorn the OG cast into it in hopes of a decent box office. But um, <laughs> he's he's talking shit about the new Scream movie that they shoehorned in a bunch of OG characters from the... What does that sound like to you, Bryce? <laughs> huh. <laughs> That's that sounds familiar, but I feel like we just wow. It's, I don't know what was there a movie that we reviewed recently? I can't shake that it. Shoehorned a lot of arbitrary. Was it Candyman? I mean, it, Candyman did have a lot of did have callbacks. A lot, but hmm. Yeah. Oh well. Let's see what he says. The movie doesn't look too good. I mean, dude, Halloween Kills. That trailer is a ten out of ten. If if if, if you think Scream's good, the new Scream trailer, then Halloween Ten. Halloween 10. Halloween Kills must be a 10 out of 10. I mean, just saying. Mm. Uh, new Chucky TV comes out tonight on Sci-Fi, guys. Y'all excited for it? I'm excited to see what Don Mancini can do with his uh, gay teenager uh, main character. You know, everybody's got to be gay or R-worded these days. But, you know, we got new Chucky. We've got new Michael Myers. We've got new Ghostface. It's a great time to be alive as a slasher fan. And I know how much everybody at uh, HMT, Bryce and David, you guys are just the biggest fan of slasher. So um, I'm sure you're going to love this Cocktober. But even though, uh, going into Badge of Ember, um, love you guys. Can't wait to be a part of the Halloween 4 uh, review at the end of this month. Let's get it. Bugsy! Yeah, let's get it. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Halloween 4, which is with Bugsy mm. in tow. He's uh, He's... I love how Google translate like he okay. Google translates Bugsy in the most insane ways possible. Like uh, he goes, he's you heard what he said, but here's a little part of of what he said uh, of of, of what the, of Google transcription. Says he said. The Google yeah. transcription. It says it's a great time to be alive as a slasher fan, and I know how much everybody at AT and T, Price, and David. <laughs> You guys are just the biggest fan of Flash or so. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, my point is, you know what would be better than a new Chucky and a new Scream and a new Halloween? A new slasher. A new anything. New anything. Give me something new. Not mm. old, revisited, new. Um, yeah, I mean, Chucky, I can't get too mad about because he never left really like it's not a reboot it's just he gets a tv show now yeah um and i i kind of agree the fact that it's don mancini in charge of it it's like it's his baby yeah and uh you know it should be it should have the same tone as the original um i don't know i looked at this the scream trailer and i thought it looked pretty good did I you mean, I, I haven't watched it lots of people I feel like I let our fans down um, because 
you know, they'll be like, you see that new Scream trailer? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and then they're like, oh. Well, the other thing about you is you don't remember watching them, if you do. Like, we go to movies in the theater, so that means you've seen basically any horror movie trailer there is. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Scream trailer was in Halloween Kills. I wasn't there for him, but, like, I, I don't, I, I imagine if you saw it, you'd be like, huh? Uh, yeah, it's very uh, yeah. for me. I mean, there's there are definitely people who are excited about it, obviously. Right. It's just it's a not- whole like cottage industry of breaking down trailers and making trailers like the most important thing. It's weird. It's almost uh, bigger than the real movie. Yeah, it's like monetizing reactions to trailers is, if you step back and think about it, is just the weirdest thing. It's like commerce and capitalism has like broken out of its bounds to where we're celebrating advertisements now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. For I want to sure. start a YouTube channel where I have reactions to just to reactions. TV advertisements. Yeah. Just be like the latest Whopper ad. Be like, whoa! Yep. Good old classic. They mention it's flame-broiled. Well, uh, <laughs> welcome to Running on Empty Food Reviews. He does that. Well, yeah, but that's like an actual review but if you were actually re- if you were he does breakdowns of the of the yeah he does breakdowns of the advertisements really yeah yeah oh, sometimes okay. well i guess it's like as with anything i'm in real world, excited to see what this done. what this new whopper's all about you know before they had the junior and the senior and now they got the super senior and it's like okay. <laughs> there's a senior whopper no it's, it's a it's a play on words um, I, uh, yeah it's so hard to think of any new idea now. Okay, so to give you an idea how goofy Google translates your vo- voicemails, here's the next call from Robert. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna read what the translation says, and then we can compare it to what he actually says. So it's, he starts out, David, this is Robert Milford, Utah. Just a quick kiss on the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's see if we get a quick kiss on the neck here. Okay. Hi guys, Bryce and David. This is Robert McFarter from Utah. Uh, just really quick. Why does everybody gotta be eating on the neck? I mean, that's a good show. I don't know why everybody's like, oh, they're all this stuff. It's a good show. You just have to admit it. Um. My all-time favorite horror movie is The Thing. Uh, just really good movie, awesome. Uh, anyways, I'm listening to The Lamb right now. Uh, good. I saw that movie. I think eight out of ten is probably fair for it. Uh, uh, anyways, see you guys later. I, I think he farted twice. Yeah, I think he's trying to brand himself Robert the Farter. Robert the Farter? Yeah. I don't I know. I did not I did not catch what the beginning of that message was at all. No. Something neck. Yeah, Robert, you need to uh you d- I know yeah, we already ragged on you about let's that. Let's replay it. Let's see if we can parse out what he says in the beginning. Hi guys, Bryce and David. This is Robert the Farter. From Robert the Utah. Farter. He says Robert the Farter. Yeah. From Utah. And then think I, that, I didn't get the the next part. Uh, just really quick. Why does everybody got to be eating on the neck? I mean, that's a good show. I don't know why everybody's... 
He said, just a quick kiss on the neck. (laughs) Why is everyone the neck? What is he saying? I don't know. Robert, you got to call back. You got to get a better. Get a landline. Yeah. Get Get a better phone. Talk into your phone. Make sure it's real clear. You heard what you sounded like. Okay. And here's our last call. Hey, guys. It's Ian. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm a little fucked up right now. It was one of my best friends, basically a brother, birthday, so I've been drinking a lot. Um, but, Bryce, I just had one question. You're talking about the butt licking. If Nicole Kitman wanted to lick your ass, would you let her? <laughs> and, David? Wait, go ahead. Respond. Okay, I mean, I thought I was pretty clear on this from well, to be from fair. when we talked about it. I did say I would, yeah, I would, of course, like I'll my it. asshole licked. I'll allow it. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's... Okay, Nicole, I guess you can lick my butthole. <laughs> all right, all right, calm down, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Get in line. You can... <laughs> Take a number, I'll call you when... <laughs> I'm ready to get my ass can you, can you Can you wait in line behind Janelle Monet, please? Yeah. <laughs> She's a little busy right now no, eating of my butthole. I would also be horribly, feel horrible for her for licking my gigantic ass mm. where it's like, mm, there's no amount of cleaning that I'd be comfortable with, like, feeling like... Yeah. A fresh spring this breeze. This is fine for them. This is fine. It's the like, dirtiness that makes it fun. Right. Mm. Like, uh, no, of course. Like, who wouldn't want their asshole licked? I can't imagine anyone wanting to do it, though. Well, Ian sounds a little inebriated. It was his brother's birthday. Or Maybe that's the thing. Maybe just you have to get so shit-faced <laughs> that you're willing to get shit on your face. <laughs> He continues. He continues. I agree with you. Janelle Monet. He agrees with me about Janelle Monet. That's my chick that I think is hot and sexy and all that right now. Yeah. Um, Like I said, sorry, guys. I just want to know that I'm fucked up right now. And when I was with my friends at the bar, (laughs) ass licking got brought up. And I was talking about you guys. So I just wanted to know that, Bryce. Um, I love you guys. You guys are the fucking best. Dude. You really are. Love you guys. Dude, love you too, Ian. Ian's uh, a total mensch, and uh, I would be happy to talk about ass looking at the bar with Ian. Yeah. Um, yeah, Janelle Monet is like my cheat, my cheat girl. Mm-hmm. You know, if if she would have right, me, obviously. Right, right, uh, right. And, you know, I would check my privilege at the door because I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to make make her feel bad, you know, that she's with such a stunner, you know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I'm half of horror movie talk LLC. <laughs> we have a we will soon have a subscription to Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Right. So, I, I love the, I love in that episode where I just kind of took the wind out of your wings by talking about reality. It's like who cares? It's like it's oh, you pick the the hot person, yeah. Like that, there's no chance of you ever. Who cares? It's fun. 
Yeah. It's like playing fuck, marry, kill. It, it, obviously, it won't happen. You're not killing Well, yeah, anybody. I mean, but that's like a hypothetical, I guess. I'm, I guess the, oh, the part of the other the, not. <laughs> the, the part, no, Nicole Kidman's coming to eat your ass well, right I'm, now, Bryce. I'm just using... I'm Prepare just, Uranus. Okay, I'm just using straight white male logic to where we all know that when we're thinking about like, oh, yeah, I mean, I would... My freebie is Janelle Monet. Like, any reasonable person would be like, well, obviously that's a hypothetical and that's just a way to say you're very attracted to that person in the mind of of a straight male i feel like a very important part and what really can help you understand us is that no we think there's a chance like we're we're still i feel like there's like there's there there could be why you gotta be why you gotta bring race into it an opportunity I think most males feel that way. Well, yeah, I, I'll take away the the white part. Uh, I feel like most straight males are like, yeah, yeah, there there could be a situation. I don't know. Maybe I'll be parking their car. Testosterone makes you engineer weird shit in your head. Yeah, yeah. To where that's like, we're not really joking around when we when we say like, oh, that's that's my one. Na- Natalie Portman. Someday we're gonna meet. You gonna meet me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Meet the Fockers. Uh, so now let's move on to our final bit. We're going to read some nice reviews mm. uh, for the podcast. And one new one that we just got today that's actually, you know, we're going to address it right up front. Uh, and I'm going to say I'm going to do my best to change this, I think. Let me read it through. It's The title is Good But Stop Flirting With Spoilers. They are great, but it, and it's got three stars. They are great, but it drives me up the wall when they're discussing a series and hint at some greater meaning of an event based on something they know from further in the series. Would be a five otherwise. So I think uh, they must be talking about Midnight Mass. Yeah. I, think, I think there was like one or two times yeah. where it was like, oh, yeah, and I was like, oof. Yeah, sorry about sorry about that, uh, Tommaso Cromwell. Uh, it's it's hard not to do, um, and we acknowledge that uh, we acknowledge your you know your your gripe, and we will try to do better in the future. Yeah, I really tried to to not do that with Midnight Mass. I was like, I think the the most that I did was like, what did you feel? now in this episode like mm-hmm. what did you feel where it's gonna go because that was like the most interesting part for me watching it i it's feel like the beginning episode you're like i assume this is what this this is the type of horror that it's gonna go towards and it it doesn't go in an expected way so even just saying that could be a spoiler but I don't know. It's it's further complicated but you gotta understand i think with bryce one of bryce's like most like it's something I can't relate to very well, but I see it and I understand it a little bit, which is being the first to watch something or to like get to experience something is that is like close to Bryce's heart. He's like, I, I have, I've seen this before anyone. Well, I mean, it's not a judgment. I'm just saying it's, this is a feeling that you enjoy. I, I, I think is that, is that fair to say? No, it's not something like oh, okay. I seek out. It's just the situationally, like with Bly Manor and Midnight Mass, we got press screenings, which yeah. is a cool thing. Yeah, it is a cool thing. Just the fact that we have advanced access because of the podcast is cool. And yeah. that's not 
no, what no. other people have. It's not the fact that like no, no, I no. get to hold that I saw it over other yeah, people. Yeah, no. Like, I wasn't trying to insinuate that. Right. I can wait, but you know, I'm not I don't it wasn't the fact that I saw it before other people. It was mostly that we saw it so we could do the thing that we did. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Um so let's go back a ways. We got this one's titled Funny Normal Dudes. Good to listen to. Uh, and it is by Jettles. Uh, this person lives in Australia. I Where is this? Is this? In oh, I'm reading this through. Yeah. Through oh, from Chartable. Chartable. Must so, be a foreign one. Yeah. Great podcast. I listen to it at work and when driving. Dave is pretty funny. and Bryce is pretty smart. Both good guys. The games they play are great and they do offer different options, which is good to hear. They're, <laughs> they're very welcoming on their Facebook. Honestly, when they uh, replied, I felt like I was talking to a celebrity. Wow. Uh, uh, you're not <laughs> would recommend this podcast to anyone who likes horror movies or just guys talking uh, they make a clear effort not to offend anyone very humble of them uh, I couldn't imagine anyone who would be offended though P.S. I love big titties <laughs> <laughs> okay well I love the Australians that we got a good good following in yeah. Australia and I love them they're yeah. they're sweet people um you're the smart one well yeah I mean I I, I texted you about this when it came out at first because i love that when people put us in like oh this is the dynamic and this is how it works david's the funny one bryce is the smart one yeah and i'm like my my mind doesn't go to flattery. i'm smart my mind doesn't go to flattery i'm my mind immediately goes to i'm like, not funny i'm like i'm funny i'm fucking hilarious <laughs> like what? Fuck you, dude. To be honest, I'm the smartest person I know. Right. <laughs> so I texted David. I was like, I bet your initial reaction was the same as mine. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can't, I like, I don't, I don't take it. But I, I try, I, like, t to me, it's, it's incredible that anyone listens to the show at all. I just right. feel fortunate. Yeah. Just for the record, we're both funny. We're not, neither of us are smart. Uh, <laughs> This one from AMC Commas, uh, clearly a, uh, a, a an ape. Uh, thank you is the title. Just wanted to say thank you for your contribution to getting me through my workday. I've listened to your entire catalog and recently became a patron to start listening to the Afterpod. I look forward to the show every week, and you guys never disappoint. Thanks again for all the great content. Keep it coming. Listen, if you want to help the show, you can do what this person did. You can become a patron, but you can also do what this person did and leave us a nice review on apple podcast this is so helpful to get a five-star review and um and we are happy that we can contribute to you know your happiness with our podcast and we love doing it and thanks for the good review and being a patron we appreciate yeah. you yeah do we have new patrons to thank by the way are we through the no but i figure we'll, we we'll, could... we'll do okay we'll do that at the end let's okay. not like mix it up new title uh, new favorite podcast. This is by Carly. Uh, normally listen to true crime podcasts, but recently started listening to some movie slash TV podcasts too. Horror movie talk is definitely one of my absolute favorites. Just the right amount of comedy mixed with genuine reviewing. Particularly enjoyed the Hill House and Bly Manor after show reviews. Highly recommended. Four stars. Thank you, Carly. That's very nice of you to say. Um, we have another one that we read last time, but it bears repeating by The Real B. Wizzle, changing my originally harsh review and apologizing. But 
Anyway, thank you for... Oh, uh, I guess you've read the review, uh, my previous review, and changed what I was upset about. But anyway, thank you for your in-depth review of Midnight Mass. Uh, how uh, Thank you for how incredible the final breakdown of the episode was. Obviously, you put your heart into it as light and hilarious it is at times. Thank you. Great show. Um... Yeah, we've got a lot in September. Yeah, it's it's been so nice to get all these nice reviews and um, not have them uh, be mean. Um, so this is from Stabba Wabba. Uh, I stumbled upon this podcast about a year ago. I was looking for a podcast that loved horror movies just as much as I did. Jackpot. If you're a horror fanatic, this is the podcast that was made for you. Bryce and David keep you engaged as a listener and are all around enjoyable. Every time I go on a long drive, I put on HMT before backing out of my driveway. Listen to this. You won't be disappointed. Five out of five. Finally became a patron by TVOTR. Hey, dudes. I'm just so grateful to have your podcast in my life. I look forward to everything you guys do. I also became a patron today. Thank you. Yes. And it was the Midnight Mass Afterpod that tipped me over into patronage. I would sing the hymn you guys did in the car, sometimes playing it on repeat because <laughs> it gave me the giggles at a stressful time in my life. <laughs> Glad to pay it forward. Thank you so much, TVOR. T-V-O-T-R. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, from AMC Comas. Yeah, I already read that one. Oh, you did? Uh, from from Christoph Ferris, uh, surprisingly interesting and intentionally funny. A plus five stars. Uh, um, this is a really good one. Just on Thursday, um, posted five titled "Good," <laughs> and that's five stars. It says this podcast is good. Yeah, and it's got a bicep. And it's got a flexing arm. Um, and then the last one I have to read right now is by Press Nicoli, uh, titled All the Movies. I found this podcast not too long ago, and it's been so exciting. I love horror and thriller movies, and this is a great place to come because they talk about every major horror movie you could imagine. Man, I wish we I wish we could uh, afford to go to uh, a more... Uh, more impressive release schedule and do two or three episodes a week so we could get to see more horror movies um, and, you know, replace our jobs with Mm. this. Mm. Um, But, you know, that that day hasn't come yet, but maybe soon. Mm -hmm. Maybe soon. So, especially, and it will come sooner if more of you drop us nice ratings Mm. like these. You know, honestly, like, if... If every single person that's listening to the sound of my voice mm-hmm. found one other person to Damn. religiously listen to the podcast like you do, mm-hmm. we would, uh, doubling our numbers would, would, we're to the point where if we doubled our numbers, we, we would be enough in the big leagues that we could really start making a difference in terms of advertising. It's true. Because there's there's a certain threshold, like we do have some advertisers, but there's a threshold to where you can get on like the lists yeah. of, you know, they they want a certain amount of exposure. And once you get to a certain point, you can just sign up for a bunch of services that will find you yeah. advertisers. Yeah. Not right now, though. Right now. David, dad's poor right now. Right now, dad's poor. Yeah. 
So, um, so that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Horror Movie Talk. We appreciate everything you do for us. And- we appreciate especially our patrons, the new patrons this month so far is we've got Adam B, Ben O, uh, Philip eight, Philip F, um, Ellis is is back, I believe. I think he was here before. A re-upped pledge. Uh, Fox McLeod uh, upped his pledge, which is awesome. Um, Ian, Rachel W, Riot Punch, a lot of people that I, I recognize. Mike R, Ian. So thank you so much for uh, being patrons and uh, supporting the show because, I mean, we're able to do a lot more cool things now because we have a little bit of income. Do you remember back when we started, when we just like felt kind of guilty about pumping more money into the podcast? It's like, uh, yeah, like I don't, because you could take time away from family. Yeah, like oh, now the family owes the podcast. No wait, no, they don't. My kids need wine. My kids need wine. Um, you guys have a great week. Uh, now we're gonna now we're gonna record the afterpod. Um, which is uh, exclusively on our Patreon. So if you want to hear that, um, hop on and mm-hmm. have a great week. We okay, love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Percent kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. The global fucks hard, professional sex After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona. 
COVID, curse Lerona, Green River Killer, because reasons, hallway of poop monster kids screaming, ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary, 30 days shudder and jump scares, ain't fucking scary, time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes, use their white socks to catch their loads, to show one titty, pretty, Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Absolutely will be a margarita in my mouth. Spring.